Friday, Bill Michaels show here today, and then uh, we've got uh, the Green Gold Post Game Show live at Burkle's one block over coming up on Sunday night, and uh, we'll get into all of that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, we got a lot going on today. Got a lot going on today. Today we are uh, a couple of different things, as a matter of fact. Uh, today. I'm uh, going to talk about uh, the obviously the upcoming game, but today's a special day. Today we've got Jerry Kramer is going to join us. The Hall of Famer has a new book out, and uh, we're going to go over the book and talk a little talk a little Lombardi Packers and how he's doing. So we'll talk with Jerry Kramer coming up a little bit later on today, and we'll get into all of that. Uh, Sren Petro, uh, he is on uh, Kansas City side. He is uh, going to join us coming up. Uh, he is on Sports Radio 810 down in KC. He's going to be joining us as well. So we'll get uh, the eye on the enemy, so to speak. And what time is he coming on today, Grant? He'll be out at high noon. High noon. High noon, a couple hours from now. So Saran Petro is going to be here. So we'll chat with him and uh, get his take. Uh, I was watching the NFL Network this morning, and they went through a very detailed breakdown uh, of the Packers and the Chiefs. And we, we were talking yesterday about Joe Barry and the defense. And one of the things that two, – two statistics stood out to me when they started going over this, and I was looking at all of this matchup stuff last night. And one is the Packers have the sixth best pass rushing defense in the National Football League. Did you know that, Grant? The Packers have the sixth best pass rushing defense? Sixth best at putting quarterbacks under pressure – uh, now, it's not the highest amount of sacks, but putting quarterbacks under pressure, the sixth best pass rush in the National Football League. I never would have guessed that. If that's true, then you would think that these last five or six games, I bet the sack totals jump because they've been doing the good things. They've been getting pressure a lot the last couple of weeks, but it hasn't always yeah. translated to sacks. So maybe that luck is right. is ready to swing around. So that was a number that I went, I didn't know that. Remember, that was a concentration coming into the season when Brian Gutekinds kept talking about pressure, 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 and then obviously saying, hey, we got the talent, kind of in a backhanded way pointing the finger at Joe Barry. The other statistic that is nowhere near as good is quarterbacks uh, throwing intermediate passes against the Packers' defense. They have the sixth most success, or excuse me, fifth most success against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers give up more, fifth most intermediate passes of 10 to 20 yards in the National Football League. The most. Over the middle, the most. So if it's quick outs, the Packers sniff it out. If it's down the field, the Packers have been successful. It's the 10 to 20 yard passes down the middle that have exposed this team that have really cost this team more than anything. But when they said sixth best pass rush and fifth worst defense when it comes to intermediate passes, I'm like, how does that go hand-in-hand hand in some way? You know, it just it, it doesn't seem like that's the way it should be, but that's the Packers' defense. And I, I just found it really interesting. By the way, the analytics and the um, – Something Eric Eager, Eager was a part of years ago when Eric was part of the predictionmachine.com uh, when they built the 
uh, I think it was out of the University of Cincinnati, actually. They built the prediction machine, is what they called it, but it runs games 50,000 times. And 56%, which is a smaller percentage than I thought, 56% of the runs say the average score is going to be 24-20, or excuse me, 25-20 Chiefs. And so I thought about that. I thought, wait a minute. That's that's not bad. They're predicting Travis Kelsey is going to have uh, 64 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 255 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Jordan Love's going to throw for 230 yards and one touchdown and one pick. That's what's it's what came out of the prediction machine. I I just I found it fascinating this morning watching this thing and how this thing would unfold. And my thought was. Okay, where does the pick come from? And is it something that bounces off the hands of a receiver or is it a bad pass? Uh, they also said that, you know, one of the one of the better matchups in this contest is not necessarily going to be Christian or excuse me, um, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but because uh Rasheed Rice or Rasheed Rice has become Kind of the go-to guy. He His first 100-yard receiving uh, game last week, he has really come on. He's become kind of a favorite of, uh, of Patrick Mahomes. So who's going to stop him? Because he can then take the pressure off Travis Kelsey as well if he starts to get open and starts to kind of get back at it. But then who's going to be covering Christian Watson? And how are they going to – how are they going to handle him? Is it going to be Jalen Watson? Is it going to be – probably Legereus Sneed is going to be the guy. And he's had a lot of success again. He had some success against Devontae Adams. So they predict he will have more success against Christian Watson if indeed he draws the coverage. So just really interesting stuff going into this contest. The the Packers, for the most part, are favored to lose. But if it ends up 25-20, is that a competitive game? Is that what we were talking about yesterday? So got all that to hash out today. Got all that to hash out today. Did uh, we get a hold of our buddy Kevin Holden by any chance? texted and i'm hoping to get him on here in the next hour or two but i'm not sure yet okay because i'd love to talk to kevin the one i'm sitting here today i was scrolling through this morning uh, facebook and uh, i saw kevin he had posted some pictures and kevin not only covers all the sports um you know in the area obviously for cbs 58 in milwaukee um but he's huge he he does the uh deportes uh baseball play-by-play and very much a huge baseball fan so um I, I thought, you know what, I want to get him on because I want to get his opinion on what's going on. We haven't talked to him since Craig Council made the announcement that he's leaving, and we have not talked to him at all since the offseason began to unfold. So I want to touch base with him and kind of pick his brain uh, on all of this as well. So all of that today on a Football Friday edition, uh, and then tomorrow you've got the big game out in Madison. You've got the number three ranked Marquette Golden Eagles, and they are just playing sp- some spectacular basketball, knocked off the number one team in the country, lost – to uh, what is it? The number two team in the country, right? They lost to Purdue. Correct me if I'm wrong. They lost by two to Purdue. Yeah, close. Get really good comeback, <laughs> but yeah, fell short against yeah. Purdue. So um, now they uh, go out to the Kohl Center this weekend, and they take on the Badgers. And the Badgers, this is th- this is a big game for the Badgers because of one, obviously, it's an in-state rivalry, and we know the the blood that is not thick between these two, you know, schools, uh, but also. 
you know, this is kind of that looking over the fence litmus test for that Badgers ball club as well because there's expectations this year for Greg Gard that, you know, hey, uh, top four, top five in the Big Ten, get in the tournament, do a little damage. That's what people are like, look, you know, not making the tournament, ending up seventh, eighth, ninth in a Big Ten. Nope, not going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of people that are saying this is this is it. Prove it this year. Uh, I, I live by the, you know, let's see what the litmus test and the eyeball test tells you, but let's see what happens. So uh, this is a big game, big game for – is it kind of a – I would assume that there's a lot of anticipation for tomorrow out in Madison, Grant. Yeah, I hate Marquette. I hate Marquette on this day of the year so much. I just, I, God, I can't stand this game. If the Badgers <laughs> lose tomorrow, it's not going to ruin my weekend, but it's going to detract from my weekend. Yes. What do you think the chances are Marquette does not win this contest then? Well, I was talking to someone. I, I went to a concert with Ebo last night, and one of the people in our group was a big Marquette fan. And he's like, oh, we're going to get you Saturday. And I said, hey, the Coles Center on a Saturday afternoon, that's where top-ranked teams come to die. Well, yeah. at least that used to be the case. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure it's the case anymore. But like right. in 2015, the Cole Center is the place where ranked teams come to die. And this rivalry, it never really seems to matter. Like last year, the Badgers had no business winning at Fiserv. So I, I think you need to throw the records out a little bit with this one. But Marquette is certainly the better team right now. Okay. Okay. We can uh, – we'll, we'll, Marquette is the better team, but we'll uh, – I'm anxious for this game uh, tomorrow. I'm looking for – there's a lot of good stuff going on tomorrow. God, it's like this sports plethora. Uh, the, and by the way, the one thing we didn't even mention, how bad did the Bucks play last night? That was a game they should have never lost against a bad team down in Chicago. They let them, again, you know, get a lead, let them come back, let them hang around, let them start to feel their oats, play some really, really poor defense, although that spectacular block by Giannis down the stretch was just awesome. But played some poor defense. Allowed them to get outside open looks, and next thing you know, you're losing a ball game in overtime to a team you had no business that shouldn't even have been on the same floor with you. You had no business losing to, and now you, you got to come home tomorrow night and face Atlanta. So tomorrow you've got uh, uh, Wisconsin Marquette, and then you've got all the championships tomorrow, uh, the conference championship games in football. Looking forward to the SEC. Looking forward to the Big Ten. All of those games taking place tomorrow. Ba uh, Bucks basketball tomorrow night and Packers football on Sunday night. It's a banner weekend. I, well, I love this weekend. We get a little bit of a treat tonight, too, because we have Oregon-Washington. The Pac-12 championship yeah. is tonight, which yeah. I like because then that kind of sets the stage for tomorrow. Because, right. Bill, if a couple of specific teams win this weekend, the committee is going to have a miserable time if this falls a certain way. They're going to have like four <laughs> spots for six teams. That's just it, is that there is just all of this talk about who should and shouldn't be in. And I, I was watching it this morning, and I was listening to the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday. And because, you know, I like Paul. Paul's got an opinion, and there's guys he clearly doesn't like, and I, I understand that. But all in all, it, it's like, man, I <laughs> when you look at the, 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 the rankings in the, you know, the, the PCS with Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and such, and uh, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State on the outside looking in. Same with Texas and Alabama. And then the argument is, well, if Georgia loses to Alabama, should Georgia fall out in Alabama? I, uh, no. First of all, I don't see, unless all top four lose, I don't see how Alabama should be allowed to get in to the Final Four. Do you? Well, that's what's is tough. Is there any way that should happen? If Bama beats Georgia – 
you still have a really hard time holding Georgia out because they're the defending champs and they've won right. a million games in a row. But then <laughs> do you tell Alabama, well, you just knocked off Georgia, but you don't get in? But then if if Bama gets in, what do you tell Texas? It's like, well, Texas beat Bama in Tuscaloosa. So you're going to have two or three teams at the end of this, depending right. on who wins this week, looking around saying, what the hell? How do we not get in? And, you know, in the middle of it all, there's a Washington team that might go undefeated and a Florida State team that might go undefeated. But no one really thinks those two teams are as good as Texas, Oregon, Bama. It's a mess, which is fun. But this is this is extra messy. This might be a little I, bit too much. I, I'll say this. No undefeated team from a power five. That And there's only four of them. No undefeated team. And if they win the conference championship game, no undefeated team from a power five should be left out of the top four. Agreed. None. Well, absolutely 100% none. I don't give a damn about all the schedules. They, they can only play who they can play. Now, where people want to knock Michigan is because Michigan didn't play a great out-of-conference schedule. So I understand that. So if Michigan should, by some weird circumstance, lose to Iowa, absolutely they can fall out of the top four. But... I, this whole thing about forcing Alabama, two things. One is, I don't. Georgia is a juggernaut, and they've been tremendous in 23, 24 straight games. I get that. But the only thing you can judge them on is their performance this season. That's it. Stetson Bennett's no longer there, and he was a big part of the reason that they won games last year. And so he's not even their quarterback. It's a new group of guys. It's a new face. It is what it is. So I, what they've done in previous seasons, I, it, it, I get it. It's great to say it's a statistic, but it can't have a bearing on this season. So that's first and foremost. But this whole thing about, well, Alabama would be a better one-loss team than, say, Florida State, who lost their quarterback, and they beat, you know, they beat Florida, and they're, you know, they're going to beat Louisville, and Louisville beat a pedestrian Kentucky team. And it, I don't care. Florida State coming out of the ACC, a power five, undefeated, and losing their quarterback, they, they deserve to be there. Just that that's it. Florida State's earned the right. Let them prove it, you know? And if you're wrong and they get drilled, then so be it. Then later on down the road, you can say they didn't belong to be there. But, I again, I go back to when Luke Fickle was coaching Cincinnati and every everybody was saying Cincinnati has no business being there. And they went toe-to-toe with Alabama. They went right down to the wire with them. They absolutely positively showed that they could play with some of the big boys. They didn't win the game. But they didn't get drilled like everybody thought. I mean, people were predicting that game like forty-two to seven, and they went toe to toe with them. So I let leave Florida, Florida State alone. If Florida State wins, then so be it. Florida State's in. Um, the Washington thing, like you said, by the time Washington, then you got Oregon. If Oregon beats Washington, and then Washington falls out, should then like Ohio State jump in, or Texas if they win, should they jump in? A, it, it is going to make the committee unbelievably uncomfortable, and there's going to be a lot of arguing. But what I don't want to see is an undefeated big Power 5 team not make the top four just because they feel that some team might be better. It, because I, you can't do that. You can only go by the results that you have, what they have on the field, and you got to be able to say they beat these teams, and they did all they did was play their schedule. And you're going to penalize them for playing their schedule. So – uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend and the arguments that are going to be coming up on Sunday. Uh, I'm excited about that, too. So that is today. That's today. Uh, let's do this. Um, Pac fan says a one-loss Alabama team that beats George is absolutely getting in over an undefeated FSU team. ACC is junk. But that's okay. But they're a Power 5 conference, and I cannot see in any way, shape, or form if, if Florida State wins that game 
that Florida State doesn't get in. That, the, that would be a travesty. The games have to matter. The, the games that have been played have to matter. It can't just be about, you know, who has the best players and, and who has the best de- – like the games that we've watched all year have to matter to a certain degree. And he says it's the committee that's going to want the brand of Alabama over FSU without their quarterback. It's all about TV ratings. If that's the case, then get rid of this. If, if And I, I heard this also. I was listening. God, I don't know where I heard it. I was listening to another radio show, and they said that uh, the actions of the committee have proven over the, over the years they're liars and hypocrites. And I was like, damn, that's strong language. And he said, because, and just exactly what Pac-Man said, it's about the brand. It's not about the quality of win. It's not about the quality of, of – of school coming in, it's about the brand. What brand is going to draw TV ratings? And if that's the case, then why why are we even arguing about it? Just put the fight. Then just make it Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia. Just make it that every year. Just regardless of the record, just make it that way every year because those are the big schools that either people love or hate. You can maybe throw in like a West Coast team. You know, you put put UCLA or USC there because the West Coast just thrives on those two schools. Then you draw in the L.A. market, which is the second largest television market in the country. Just give it, give them a walk. No matter what Lincoln Riley does and Caleb Williams, a star, he's a brand, then just put them in. Even though they've got losses, put them in. Or you want to go with the biggest brand in football, give Colorado a pass because, you know, obviously they got the biggest brand and the most watchability, and they've had some of the highest television ratings so far this season. Some of the biggest games have been Colorado because people have paid or wanted to watch, I should say, Deion Sanders on the sideline. Just do that, I, which, which that's the biggest brand. So it, if you're going to be a hypocrite, be a hypocrite all the way. Don't, don't guise it as, well, we're going to look at the point spreads and we're going to look at this and this. No, no, no. You, then you're, you're completely unveiling what it is you're doing. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. They have got good food, and they got a hell of a wine selection, and it's a fun place, and they got a lot of stuff going on this weekend as well, and the TVs are going to be up and running. You better damn well believe it. Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee, that is Sunset Grill. Tell Sarah and all the whole staff over there, Merry Christmas, and we say hello, and uh, we'll get over there and see them really soon. But that's Sunset Grill in Pewaukee, and I just saw that they were doing a lot of different stuff. They got an employee party, or not an employee party, but a, a customer appreciation party, coming up for uh, Christmas. They have got uh, the bingo is back. They have got all kinds of different stuff going on over there. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho. I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. Hot to fire. 
New Year's Eve, make your plans. Uh, looks like, at least the way it's shaping up, like that game on New Year's Eve could matter for the Green Bay Packers. They play New Year's Eve, so we're going to have a watch party out at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. Go to boondocksbbqs.com. They're going to have music. They're going to have beverages, food, and then us. We're going to be there with the Green and Gold Post Game Show live from Boondocks as the Packers uh, are second-to-last game of the season uh, on New Year's Eve. So we're going to be there. So come on out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. Uh, and watch parties are always fun. Uh, you get a little music in the background. You get to watch the game. And you kind of come out and help celebrate with us. Bring in the new year. Bring in 2024 with us and hopefully with a Packers victory. So that's Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews out in Oconomowoc. And you cannot really stone bank Wisconsin, but you can find them uh, by going to Boondocks. Just look up Boondocks over on, uh, over on Facebook or Instagram and even Twitter and track them down there. So good stuff. 877-867-1670. You want to find us today, uh, do it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at uh, Wisco Grant. If you want to get uh, Grant Bills, track him down. Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. You can also track us down on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. But YouTube, that's the place to watch each and every day. YouTube.com and smash the like button. Smash the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, you can track us down on Twitch TV. You can track us down on Kick TV under the same name. LinkedIn as well. We're everywhere. All the platforms. Got them all covered, including uh, after the show. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever your podcasts are found. Um, the uh, Let's see here. This is from Quarterback Matt. He says, I'm also tired of college football rating teams before week one in the top 25. I have been saying that I don't think teams should be ranked until the third week of their conference season. So about week five or six, halfway through the year, then rank them, much like they do with the the BCS. The I don't think they should do that because I we have seen teams that have fallen, but if you start out as a team, say, ranked – 26th and then you climb into the top 25 well that's great but unless your schedule is a juggernaut and you went out you are never going to reach number one or in the top five top four you know it just it it doesn't happen so uh i i agree with you i think it's uh a real lack of integrity when they get to that i i really do it's a great way I mean, don't get me wrong. For what we do, the discussion, completely, I love it. But I absolutely hate it. I think it's 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 a byproduct of clickbait, for lack of a better term. It's something they've been doing for years and years and years. They're never going to change it. But I absolutely positively believe that you should not be ranked until you get into, into your conference season. Just doesn't happen. Shouldn't happen. Uh, eight, seven, and you're right. And pack fan says it's because they want to promote the upcoming games. Number one against number five. And, you know, absolutely. It's all about the money, all about the money. And we've seen this before where teams have, you know, gone through a, a, an entire season and have one loss and they don't even get a sniff of the top 10, you know, because all oh, they're not a power conference or they don't play an out of schedule that's strong enough for this and that, or they just started out low and nobody really expected them to be this good, but they're never going to climb over the ones that they did expect to be good that may have one or two losses. 
So it, it's I, I it's a very 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 corrupt season, very corrupt season, uh, and ranking system. I I completely believe that. But they keep talking about the integrity. <coughs> I don't know if you saw the interview that they did with uh, I don't know who the committee chairman is, but they did the uh, interview with him and he talked about the integrity of the process. He kept saying integrity over and over again, and I kept thinking if that's your mantra. If that's the hill that you're going to die on, then uh, first of all, I do believe that, look, if Georgia loses, unless they get dump trucked, if Georgia loses, I, Georgia's still there. Maybe they're number four, but they're still there. But I, I cannot believe that if Michigan wins, Georgia loses, Florida State wins, and I don't even know that I'm not sitting here looking at it. Um, so let's say – Let's say Washington wins, they're in. Michigan wins, they're in. Georgia loses, they fall to number four. Florida State wins. Let's say Florida State loses. That means Oregon will have lost. Do you then put in Texas or Ohio State? Because there's no way Alabama should jump those two teams because they're ranked below them in the BCS, the college football playoff rankings. There's no way that Alabama should jump them because they're ranked less. Now, one more win would make them 12-1 and as opposed to a team like Ohio State at 11-1. But what then happens? 877-867-1670, So a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, let's do this. We started off the program talking about the Packers' defense. Number sixth in the National Football League at putting pressure on quarterbacks, but number five in the league at giving up intermediate passes. Something's got to give. We're going to hear from the man that engineers that defense coming up here next. Joe Barry, you're going to hear that conversation that he had with the media. That will be coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by friends. A quick trip. Don't forget, if you're going to be heading up north, heading out to tailgate parties and such on Sunday night, quick trip. Stop in, whether it's the Beer Cave getting some things to grill, maybe just picking up some buns, or you just want salsas, chips, cheese, whatever it happens to be, or you just want to grab a burger yourself just so you can go walk around the parking lots. Stop in at Quick Trip, and you can get registered to win a Chevy Colorado pickup truck. Compliments of Quick Trip and the Green Bay Packers. How about that? Good stuff from our friends over there at Quick This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. I know it's uh, if you got your boat out, maybe you got it winterized, and you're looking at it going, man, I don't, I don't want snow all over it. I don't want to get uh, critters up in it. Nah. Maybe your cover's looking all ratty and torn. If it's winterized, drag it up north. Drag it up to our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's at CoverItAll.com. Dwayne's CoverItAll.com, and he does everything from boat covers, bimini tops, upholstery, to awnings out in front of your business, uh, the awnings over, say, a patio, gym equipment, office furniture, so much more. I mean, whatever it is you need, he can do it and does it fantastic. He's the best. He's absolutely the best. Hands down, I've had him do 
the uh, seats in my boat, the seats in the RV. I had him do a couple of uh, chairs around the house. I mean, just all – and plus boat covers and the bimini top. He built from scratch the bimini top. I mean, it's just – it's all fantastic. 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. That is Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. That's Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. Joe Barry. The uh, defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers had this to say meeting with the media. Here it is. How do you get ready for Mahomes? You know, I mean, the guy's seen it all, right? He's got, like, every skill imaginable. So, like, how do you yeah. – where do you start? Uh, I'd be lying to you if, it, if I said it wasn't hard. Um, I do think, um, you know, Sean Clifford's given us a great look this week as, you know, this, as far as a guy that's, you know, the – I think what makes Patrick so good other than he's got insane arm insane arm talent, um, as you said, he's he's seen he's, – he's played a ton of football. You're not going to fool him. Um, it's the, the things that he can do when everything breaks down. Um, it's hard to create that on the practice field, you know. Um, you try. Um, you know, we, we – you know, try to create scramble opportunities when our guys don't know that they're hap- when it's when it's happening. And uh, like I said, you know, Clifford's done a good job of, of of trying to create that for us this week. But it it's 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 hard because a lot of that stuff you might have the from a passing game standpoint, you might have the uh, the initial route covered, but then it's when everything. I mean, they do such a great job where. It it sure looks like you know all five eligibles are completely coordinated and organized, and know what he's doing when things break down and he creates. So um, it is hard. Um, you got to talk about it. You got to preach it. Um, you got to attempt to work on that in practice. But it, but it's hard to create those specific looks. And uh, you know he's he's one of the all time greatest. He being Patrick at 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 creating that and doing that. Matt has scramble rules for the offense, right? It, it, are those pretty universal throughout the league? Does every offense kind of change that? And what are scramble rules for the defense? Well, uh, I would say yes. I, I think every offense has when when that does happen, when when everything breaks down and the quarterback goes, you know, I think offensive guys talk about going off schedule. Um, of course they have it, but... I mean, you got to have a guy that is elusive enough to be able to buy time and and stay alive without getting sacked. And then, you know, I, I think the thing that makes him and them so different is the arm talent that he can, you know, throw with such not only velocity but accuracy. Um, and not only when he's naturally going to his right, but also, I mean, he's just as effective when he moves and goes to his left, you know. Um, it's it's incredibly unique, and he's he's special at it, no doubt. Hey, Joe, how does it change when a tight end is the dominant target? Yeah. In a passing game? You know, um, it changes a lot just just because I don't want to say um, it's it's easier to double or take away someone on the outside. It's just a little bit different, you know, the closer you get to the core. Um, you know, you can work through all those things, but I mean, it's, you know, the thing that it's, it's really amazing to watch just the connection that those two have. I'm talking about 87 and 15. It, it, it truly is amazing how, um, how in sync they are. And 
it doesn't matter if they're playing zone coverage, if they're trying to play man on Kelsey, or if they even have doubles on him. Um, it's amazing the connection that the two of those guys have. Um, it's it's frustrating to watch. There's no doubt. How do you strike the balance between defending Patrick Mahomes, who can make all throws, can push the ball, but they also have a lot of short area throws with guys who can pick up yards after the catch? How do you strike that balance between those? Two? Sure. Well, I, I think that um, that kind of leads into you know I think adding. Um, Pacheco, number number ten to their offense. I think that has, that has brought a complete different element, not only in the run game, but also in the in the intermediate and the short passing game, the screen game. Um, and that's you know that that's why I think the Chiefs are so good and they're so difficult to defend. It's not just one thing that you have to take away. Um, you know they got you know obviously the quarterback's a massive part. Um, they have good young wideouts. They have obviously a, a, a Hall of Fame tight end. And then, as I mentioned, this back um, that they've kind of incorporated in the last two years brings a whole nother element that you have to worry about and defend. All this said, and the Chiefs have been showing it for a long time, so they're held to this different standard. But they, they haven't been at that standard this season three straight, second halves, yeah. without a point. That's just not something they do. What, what have you seen there as far as why? I get it's a different standard for them. Why, why they haven't been at that place? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I know Patrick's, in, in my opinion, playing at the level that he's always played. Um, you know, I think it's not that they've ever, you know, even a few years ago, not that they were ever, you know, going to surprise people. But I mean, they're they're the defending world champs. I mean, they people are um, they're going to get everyone's absolute best every single week. Um, which you would think that would be the, that would be the case, regardless. Um, but they're not going to sneak up on anybody and surprise anybody. So, um, but honestly, I can't answer why. You know, you know, why I have no idea. But they're uh, number fifteen, still pretty dang special. Joe, what, what has Jair shared with you about just what he's going through this year, trying to get back on the field? Well, you know, I'm never gonna. I, you know, I'll, I'll always keep that you know, um, near and dear to, to me and him. But, um, you know, you're talking about a guy that is highly competitive um, and arguably, you know, the best at his craft, at his position. So, um, you know, he wants to be out there. It's been great. You know, he's had two pretty good days yesterday and today. Um, so that it's it's exciting because as I've, as I've told you, when – you're fortunate to have an elite, great player. Um, you obviously, you know, we and and him, you know, want him out there, and he wants to be out there. So, um, you know, we just take it day by day. And like I said, I think I've told you guys before, when you're talking about a player that's dealing with something, you know, I know as a coach, he might have a great Wednesday. You just hope, okay, when he comes in Thursday, he still feels good. Um, and we just take it day by day. Like I said, he had a good day yesterday, came in, felt good today, had a good day today. So um, hopefully that continues and he has a great Friday tomorrow. Joe, by the percentages, you haven't been a real big pressure guy as far as sending a lot, a lot of guys, what have you. But it seemed like Thursday against the Lions, when you did, it was really effective. Like there's one in particular where you sent Quay up the middle. Yeah. It's very clear they were not ready for it. Or yeah. And Goff has to throw it away. How much of that is? tendency base and how much of that is you feeling it on game day? 
Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think um, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I, I think you always go into a game um, no different on the offensive side of the ball. They have all your percentages and, and all those things. We have all theirs. Um, you know, we, we self-scout ourselves just like they self-scout us. Um, but then also, I think in the course of the game, it is, it's, it's field-based as well. Um, and, you know, I, I think in a perfect world, especially the way we were rushing just, just with four last week, just winning one-on-one rushes, um, that's a nice problem to have because you don't have to rely on it. But um, then when you can choose to bring five or six, um, whether the percentages show to do that or just the, the, the feel in the course of the game, um, you know, it's, it's nice when it worked out. But that, that was the uh, only thing that would have been better if, you know, if Quay would have been able to sack him. But he had to, get, he had to dirt the ball, so it, it, it was effective. Do guys chime in at all, like on the headset or next to you, like we should send this guy now or anything like that? Oh, of course. You know, you talking about from just a from a staff standpoint? Yeah, we we have a, um, yeah, we have a great game day open line of communication. Uh, you know, as far as me and and the entire staff, and um, we're constantly talking, not necessarily so much during a series, but definitely in between series. Um, you know, I think the the you know, the eight of us have a great rapport and, um, you know, I, I totally welcome that. You know, we, we, we talk about anything and everything as the, as the course of the game is going on. I'm guessing you're not going to tell us who's going to start at safety, but what does that decision come down to? Well, I think it comes down to a lot of things. Um, and no, to answer your question, I'm not. <laughs> um, but it, it comes down to, uh, you know, preparation, the, the, the week's practice, um, you know, the overall health of everybody. So, um, but I will say it's nice, as we talked about with, with Ja yesterday and today, it's been, it's been nice having Sav out there and, and Rudy back out there. And um, same thing I said, it's, it's, they had a really good Wednesday and you just keep your fingers crossed that they feel good when they come in on Thursday and they did. So um, hopefully we have another great compliment and another great day tomorrow on Friday. Joe, what kind of luxury has it been to have Jonathan, though? Because there aren't a lot of teams that are going to have a 17-game you know, starter from a previous season yeah. to turn to. Yeah, I think it's big. You know, I, I think it's, uh, of course, um, the, the, the veteran player. You know, I, I think it's when you got a guy that, that comes to you and, you know, Jonathan started out the year as a, as a backup, but he was a guy that was a backup, whether he was our third or fourth safety, whatever. Um, he was a guy that had specifically at least last year he had played a ton of ball so um there's there's only one way to truly get that experience as a player and you have to you have to play you know it's 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 great to practice and it's great to get mental reps and all those things um which you have to do um but when you actually have you know logged game experience it's uh it's crucial you know, so it, it was – and Jonathan's been he, – he's been a stud the whole time since he's been here. Just one of those guys, you know, just embracing whatever his role is. Um, when he truly was a, a starter in waiting, he, you know, did a great job on special teams for us. And then um, every position that we've asked him to play or every role that we've asked him to do, um, he's done it full speed. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. 
correct you. And, and his, his wife's wife. pretty sweet. He's, he's married to a gold medalist too, so that's 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 even that's even better. I was going to correct you when you called him a backup. It's a starter waiting around here. Right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say backup. You did the first time you did. Did I? The tape. Yeah. Oh. Um, you should have corrected me. I was going to try to, but he had a good line after that. Um, so do you know what you're planning? You're just not telling Bill. Like, is that how that works? At that, like, you have to go through the week to prepare. So you, you have an idea of what. You're oh, of course, yeah. We we right? we have a we have an absolute plan. I'm just not going to tell you guys what it is. There you go. Uh, he's not going to give you the details. Come on, man. It's not going to happen. But uh, the good news is, is that guys are practicing. He's getting closer to getting some of his guys back. Well, a guy like Jair, hopefully getting ready to come back. Darnell Savage, hopefully getting ready to come back. Some of these guys, possibly we could see them on the field coming up on Sunday night. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. A whole lot more to get to. I absolutely positively promise you that. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Good to have you back on this Friday. You know... It's, it's in the 40s, a little bit of rain. We haven't really taken the punch in the face yet, but you know it's coming, right? You know the weather's coming. And if you're thinking about getting away, right here in our own backyard is our friends from uh, Cruise Planners, Land and Cruise Vacations. And they can help you finance the trip. They can uh, they can help you plan the trip. And if you've got, say, you know, want to go to an all-inclusive in Mexico, no problem. Cruise, no problem. International, no problem. Say you want to get your family together for the holidays or a, a holiday party mid-year or something to that effect. And you want to bring people in from all over the country. They can do that, too. That's what Kirk and the gang over there at Cruise Planners do. They're based right here in Wisconsin, and they are your cruise and land vacation experts. So give them a call, 262-344-0697. Again, anywhere that you're listening to the program in the continental U.S., 262-344-0697. Give them a call. And the best part about it is uh, for the best land and cruise packages available, they've got the most up-to-date information. So that's uh, that's our friends at Cruise Planners. Cruise Planners. Kirk, call them, 262-344-0697. And whether you just want to get away for a weekend or a whole week or maybe you want to take the the trip of a lifetime, they can help you out with all of that. That is our friends at Cruise Planners. Again, 262-344-0697.
97. Anything there that uh, Joe Barry stated that uh, that you went, whoa, wait a minute. Joe Barry sounds like he's in a pretty good mood, didn't he, Grant? Yeah, he's like, hey, look at my defense. I keep losing players, right? and this defense keeps holding better. I don't understand how Joe Barry's defense works, because the last couple of years have all gotten the same. We start the year really excited, a lot of talent, we're really underwhelmed, and then guys get hurt, or like this year, guys get traded. So the personnel gets worse, but then by the end of the year, the defense gets better. I don't understand. I don't understand why. I I, right. I want to sit down and ask Joe Barry, like, do you, Joe, do you understand how weird this is? Explain to me how this works. I it's how do I put this? It is a conundrum for me, especially when this morning the eye-opening statistic of the sixth best best pass rush in the National Football League came up, and I went, "Wow." Uh, because I just remember Gutekinds at the Combine just over and over, pressure on quarterbacks, got to get pressure, pressure up front, pressure on quarterbacks. I just kept saying it. And I kept thinking, man, this is the, the shot over the bow to, to Joe Barry that you better start dialing some things up. And then you read six best in the National Football League. Now, to the, to the counter of that, like we had mentioned, they are also the fifth worst when it comes to allowing intermediate passes. The, the quick outs, they're good at smothering. Down the field, they're pretty good at coverage. But those intermediate passes, those third-down killers that keep you on the field, they're giving those up, quite a bit of those. So if they can either get to the quarterback and start creating even more sacks or they can start uh, the coverage over the middle just a little. And that's that's due in part. I mean, you understand it because of the injuries. I mean, Quay Walker was down for a while. Uh, Devondre Campbell was down for a while. You were mixing and matching. So you understand where they're at. But, yeah, it's – there you go. There you go. Good stuff. One hour – that fast. One hour down. Three more to go. Don't forget, coming up last hour of the program today, the Hall of Famer, Jerry Kramer, is going to be joining us. we got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.